First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present and emerging of those nations and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Hello and welcome uh, to another episode of Yas Queen, hosted by me, Timberlina. This week we talk about branding, everything branding to do with Timberlina and Timber Productions, but mainly Timberlina. Anyway, I ramble a lot, hopefully it makes sense, but let's get into this episode. Hello, it's me, it's Timberlina. We're here for another week. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, the part two, getting to know Timber Productions and all that jazz. And if you didn't listen to that, well, F you. Uh, just joking, go back and listen to it, even if it's for a couple of minutes. It all counts for me, to be honest. This week, I'm going to go into branding. So it might bore some people, it might interest some people, uh, but if you don't enjoy it, whatever. Your loss, not mine. Ha <laughs> ha. Foe, I'm going to, foe. So, I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to tell you the story of Timberlina and how Timberlina became to today, the current person. So, I guess Timberlina, for a lot of people, if you don't know the background story, I fell into drag. It was never a career or something I ever wanted to do, really. I always was growing up into, like, dance and acting and all that jazz, like, all we... Most of us queer kids are. I shouldn't stereotype all of us. So I never thought of it. I was working in events. I have a, an events background, weddings and events for 10 years plus now, I guess. And I was working in project management. My sister lives in the US. I went to visit her and went down to New Orleans. Mardi Gras season was on. I got pulled up on dra- on stage with by a drag queen. And I did the splits f- then. When I say the splits then, they weren't like the proper splits, but I still got pretty low, you know, from dancing in the clubs. And I got people throwing cash at me and I was like, oh my God, I can make money from this. Um, So Hustler Me was like, cool, great, forgot about it. I blew my knee out that night. I woke up the next morning with a black knee because I did some kind of shit when I was in the splits. Fast forward, I think it was I was there for an extra four weeks. So fast forward four weeks, I had literally come back to Australia. I didn't have a place to live in in Newcastle. My parents had moved back out west, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I went and stayed with my parents for the weekend, and I got blackout drunk because there's nothing to do out in the bush. I tells you now there is when I'm there, and. We, well, when I say we, me, myself, I, um, started coming up with the concept of drag bingo in Newcastle. I hadn't really seen it much before. You go to Sydney, you go to drag bingo at Potts Point. It's amazing. So I was like, let's do it. So I emailed a bunch of venues here in Newcastle with this whole concept that I created in my head and put it to the Facebook world. And two weeks later, I had a phone call from my very first venue that I worked at, uh, which was Central 145 on King Street. And they're like, when can you start? And I was like, start what? And they're like, your bingo show. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I need a month. 
I'd never done drag before, so I need to find somebody that could put me into drag. I needed to do a photo shoot for content and all that stuff. So a month later, I did my first show. I was there. So in this month, right, it's probably the biggest month of my life because I had to come up with a name, a show, finalize the show, how it was going to work, how much was it going to be, ticketing, um, promotion, all of that kind of stuff. So it was a big part of my identity. So Timberlina, the name, comes from a bar. So I was living on Union Street in Newcastle and the terrace bar was about to open and they were renovating a lot when I was living there. They were at the back of my building that I lived in. And I was like, I want you to name a drink after me because I was like a sassy little thing, still am. And I got a name, a drink named after me. It was called Dirty Timberlina. And the Dirty Timberlina was an espresso chai martini with chai whipped cream on top. It was fabulous. It was so great. Uh, my friend Ben and I had many of those during the summer. Uh, and we... We were like, you need a name. And I was like, what's my name going to be? And I was like, you know what? Timberlina. And I just went with it. I dropped dirty. My Wi-Fi is still dirty Timberlina, but I dropped dirty and kept Timberlina. And then from there and on, it was just Timberlina. I didn't have like a pun on my name. There's no, if you're looking for a pun, it's not a pun. It's just Timberlina straight out. There it is. That's how I got my name. I was pretty lucky. I know a lot of people changed their name. I haven't changed my name. It's been Timberlina from day dot. And perfect because my boy name is Timothy. So it has everything I never need. It's not Thumbelina. It's not Tinkerbella. It's like whatever names it is. It's just Timberlina. Timberlina. And it's perfect. I love it. That's my name background, I guess. Hope you loved it. So great. And then going forward, right, it was like I'd never done drag before. I wasn't big in the gay community um, or the queer community. I literally just went out with my straight friends to straight venues and boogied on a Sunday night after work. Hospital life. And... Then it just like the first show happened. It was bingo. I started doing it monthly. And then from there, I was like, this is really fun. Like I'm having the best time ever. I believe Jojo, we did a fundraiser for Jojo because she was going to compete at Miss First Nations in Darwin. So she needed money to get there and get all the stuff. So we did a fundraiser for her. Um, and th we kept growing, right? So the brand was growing within the first six months. We started Timber Productions, which then started the headhunting of Blush, which was a massive show here in Newcastle, I feel it was. It was a s start for a lot of performers here in Newcastle. Going from that, we then came up with the idea of me taking my show on the road. Once I became myself and happy with my show, I still didn't know how to do makeup. That came along the way and you can go back and look that on my Instagram, go back to the beginning and scroll up. I was like, I want to take it out West. I had nothing like this when I was growing up. So I really wanted to create that concept and take it out West. It's a big part of my life now. Hello to everyone out West. Thanks for coming to my shows. Uh, and I needed to start doing my own makeup, which I started and it's only starting to get better this year. If, number four of doing drag. And I worked my little ringer off. So I would email about 30 venues and get one response. And that one response was usually no. And that's when a lot of people stop 
just stop. They were just like, oh, well, this is too hard. Let's move on. For me, I was like, nope, that's not going to happen. So I'll just keep emailing people and emailing people and emailing people, introducing myself, saying this would be great. We can club here. We can do this. And then like you just offer a price or you do stuff. And that's how I really started getting all my venues out West is like, oh, well, I will just work for a ticketed fee, minimum this many people. And then I would go out and do that show. And now it's continually doing that. My shows are growing out West and more venues are now contacting me. But like for the first like two and a half years of my career, it was me emailing people and really putting that focus on, I'm going to get work no matter what it takes. And you need to have that mindset. Like there's no giving up in this career. Like it's a cutthroat industry. We all know that. And for me, you need to be on top of it. So it's like, how do you how do you get your name out there? So for me, it's like media releases, advertising, turning up to events in drag, introducing yourself. For me, it was like take away from being just queer and like I had to perform for queer people and take it to like mainstream. And drag is now mainstream. Like we're on every friggin' streaming platform there is and there's some kind of drag show. So for me, it was like, I need to take that step now. It's like to create this whole vibe and everyone feels like they can have a little bit of drag in their life. So that's what I did. It's now in RSL clubs everywhere out West, I feel. Bowling clubs, pubs, random venues, cafes, restaurants. I will perform anywhere and everywhere. Whoever wanted to give me a space that I could perform, I was there and would charge per person. And I remember the first road trip I did when I started going out West. It was to Coffs Harbour. Uh, on in January, so it was hot. I was in full drag because I would have to get done up in the morning and then drive out west and then do the show. And then for me, it would just be like, do the show, do the show well, network, and then it would be like, hey, everyone, follow me on Instagram. And then that's how my following started to grow on Instagram. Every show, I'd be like, everyone, follow me on Instagram. Tag me in your stuff. I'll share it. And I guess the online presence of Instagram and Facebook is so big. So now for me, we like once we release an event and people hopefully share it. So it's like really connecting with everyone online. And that's when it really happens, right? Is that online engagement and commenting on stuff and following people, engaging with people. But for me, it was like once I got that venue in that town, wherever I was performing, you had to work with them. And it would be like promoting like every second day, inviting everyone, getting your friends to share you like, and then for me, it went into like that media. So then learning how to write media releases and sending that to the right media. And if it wasn't the right person, then you'd get an interview and then hopefully you could stay in contact with that person and send them a media release every time. If you don't want a media release is a media release is a literally a piece of paper or a Word document that you would hopefully PDF. Don't ever send anything in Word. Always PDF. I would, I've Googled media releases in the best way. So you'd have like your tagline or your heading. It'd be like, drag comes to Dubbo, for example. And then you'd have all about your event, where they can buy tickets and stuff. And usually people might pick it up. People might not. Um, and for all those people that are listening, if you're in media, thank you for picking up my media releases and interviewing me or promoting me somehow, which was great. Cause then I was getting into radio shows. I was getting into printed newspapers and everything like that. And to this day, I will still send out media releases when I can. But 
comes back to that you now in venues. So the hardest part about this whole thing, branding myself and getting my brand out there, was getting venues to perform at. It is always going to be the hardest thing about your brand. Your brand is you, so you can do whatever you want. But to sell yourself to a venue, you need to get into venues first, right? So you always offer something different to somebody else. And for me, I was very lucky. Drag Bingo was really not in the West. So like everyone loves my bingo show and that's how it keeps selling. So find something unique that you can sell to a venue and you can do that. And usually I would say do a per person price. You know that you can break even four. And then promote your online services. So if it's like getting a banner printed with like all like you and your hashtags and your Instagram and Facebook and Grinder and Tinder and everything that you can think of, Twitter, whatever. You, your online presence, which now brings me to photo shoots. Invest in yourself. Uh, investment is the biggest thing, right? So if you invest in yourself, so say you're getting paid $300 for a gig. Perfect. Great. $100 that should go into a savings account to buy a new costume. $100 should then go to a photographer or a friend to take some photos of you. When you're in drag, take a photo. Then you have content to post. You have content then to create new posters. Always, always, always take photos and videos and everything like that. So if you know that you're in drag on a Tuesday for something or you are presenting at something, if you're a presenter, an MC or whatever you do, if you're doing your art form, take a video of you doing your art form or get someone to take a video of you. So then you can promote the next thing that you're doing. So you could be like, hey, I'm in Dubbo next weekend. Come up. You might see me do this little trick, whatever you're going to do. I believe that like... The more content you have, the more reach you're going to get, okay? Spend money to make money is what I'm going to say. So the more money you spend, I guess, the more money you're going to make. And I can, I can heart and soul say, if you invest in your art form, you're going to see a return. If you don't invest in your art form, you're probably not going to see it, but you can still do it. It's, it's not for everyone, but I believe spending money to make money is always key. The other thing that you do, so a lot of our stuff is, when it comes back to branding, is online. So what can you do online? So Facebook, Instagram, the meta world, I believe they're called now. You can pay for advertising. See? Spend money to make money. So I would always randomly just put money on to promote my profiles. So I put like $10, $20, $50, whatever, spare cash. Put that onto it to promote yourself to get more likes. Everyone loves a like because then people are going to see your content that you're posting and where you're performing. So like targeted places. So I would also do this for all of my events. I'd boost all of my events. I still do it to this very day. I boost my events in the West. So then you'd go in and like you can fully – go into like what people watch on television or they shop at Kmart. We want people that shop at Kmart to come to our show. So you would really target those people. I guess for me, it is like you spend a little bit to make money, right? So love this for you. Invest in yourself. Know your brand, right? So know your brand. So like my brand, Timberlina, um, I have a closing statement that I say at every show. So then a lot of people then know that I have a closing statement. People know up the bum, number one, no babies that I always say. Um, 
find catchphrases that people will then know you that you can repeat at every show. It's always a good one. So when people hear it, they're like, woo! Um, I see there's a queen that I work with, Foxy Foe. She takes stickers to all of her shows. So smart. Small investment, has her face on it, has her name on it. People then have that and then will Instagram tag follow. Very smart. Very, very smart. Small stuff, which brings me to merch. So when I started, I had merch. I spent a lot of money on merch. You don't need to do that. You can just like, I think Redbubble, I think is one of them. You can get your face on it and then send people to it. Wear your merch. I wear my t-shirts all the time with my face on it. Like you're a walking billboard. So do that as well. I guess wherever you can have your name, put your name. I know that like a lot of people like, can't do that. But it works so well. So, so, so well. So merch, you just have to have your logo on it, get a cool logo, which is probably another thing about branding, get a logo made. It's really great when you're doing a poster or something like that, that you can just chuck your logo on there and it's you. All comes back to branding. So what you need is your name. So if it is literally like Timothy Jackson MC or Timothy Jackson actor, um, that's your name. Also register your names under your ABN, so then, like, it's yours. Um, I'm jumping all over the shop, but I really hope you're taking stuff from this branding little chat because I think it's really good. This is just me blurting out random stuff that I do that's really helped me along the way. I guess for me also, I did a lot of volunteer work. I know a lot of people, like, don't work for free. Don't work for free, ever. Don't work for free. But, Turn up to a fundraiser event in drag. People are going to be like, oh my gosh, yes. I still work with massive companies now to raise money. Fundraisers, I will always work. Not always. I take that back. Not always. But I always work for a lesser fee than I would normally. And they're great. Fundraisers are so fun because you get your name out there a lot as well. Fundraisers... um, I go to networking events in drag. So, yeah, corporate networking events. Do it. So fun. What else do I do? Just, like, go to, like, the theatre in drag or walk around in drag. For me, it's just, like, once people start to see your face everywhere, they will see you every single where they go, which is great. Print posters for your events. It sounds old school, but every cafe that you go into, you'll see a poster wall, I feel, somewhere. So... Take it back to back to basic marketing. So everything that you need to do is like think about how am I going to see myself somewhere? Get a billboard. Put yourself on a billboard. What would you be doing on that billboard? Who knows? Have your name. Have your Instagram or Facebook. I guess wherever you can have your name, put your name. I guess that's the best thing for branding. You are your own brand, so be your brand. That's pretty much it. Be you. Headhunt. Don't give up. They're the biggest things you need to do. Be yourself, be yourself, be yourself, don't give up. That's really all I can give you from this branding stuff. I mean, DM me. I'm really happy to tell you stories. If you have any questions about anything, DM me. Have have a go. You have to be in it to win it is the only thing I can say. One last thing from me to you. My name is Timberlina. I'm Top Shelf Talent. Pour yourselves a double. Peace out. And good night. I'll see you next episode. Bye.
Thank you for listening to another Timber Production Podcast. This has been Yas Queen, hosted by me, Timberlina. And we'll be back next week or whenever we can be bothered to record another episode. But make sure you subscribe, like, and leave reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.